This is Heart of a Lion, the official podcast of UNA Athletics. Suzuki crosses the timeline with two half-court heave on the way. She hit it. Gains the trigger. Bounces left to the 15 outside to the 10. Cuts up to the 5 for the pylon. Dives. Touchdown, North Alabama. Parker triggers his second rushing score of the ball game. Susie, his shot fake, drives in. Runner on the way. Trickles in. Counted in one for Will Susie. Drive towards center. This ball's way out of here. Two-run home run, Georgia land. Welcome back into Heart of a Lion, presented by Club Tales, the original cocktail in a can. I'm Benjamin Ray, continuing our conversations with new UNA football coaches. Next up, we're chatting with Sammy Parker, wide receivers coach here at the University of North Alabama. He's played in the NFL, where he caught 110 passes for 1,529 yards and seven scores after being a fourth-round pick to Kansas City back in 04. He's played in the Pac-12, where he's Oregon's career leader in receiving yards while sharing the career in single season marks for receptions he's got some bowl records as well that we'll talk about he's been a coach now for the last 10 years or so now he's here at the university of north alabama coach parker thanks for joining us and being our next guest i'm excited thanks for having me how's it been for you getting acquainted to north alabama and the shoals area it's been good so far um just being in alabama um being that i have family down in the tuscaloosa area uh so just kind of being able to connect with those guys um it's been it's been a decade or so, so they're they're excited to know that you know saying they have access to me a little bit more frequent than every ten years or so. It really is a small world because you're from California and, and here you are with family in Tuscaloosa, right? Yeah. So my granddad and grandma were uh, got married here in in, um, in Tuscaloosa, and my mom's oldest sister and her youngest brother were both born in Tuscaloosa, but my mom and the other middle kids were born in California, so they went back and forth between the two. Well, that's great. So uh, an unbelievable collegiate career, great run through the NFL. Now here you are coaching at the University of North Alabama. What made this job appealing for you when Coach Dearman first called you? Um, just getting a chance to work with Coach Dearman. Um, I think that was the, the biggest thing for me, uh, being that I, I was able to connect with him um, prior when I was in Kansas City, um, doing some training locally in the area, and at the time they offered probably – five or six, maybe seven guys that I had been training receiver-wise um, and just kind of seeing the system and the things that they were implementing over there um, at KU with uh, him and Coach Jones. I was just like, man, those are some great guys. And, you know, when I got the chance to work with them, I, I just kind of knew it was, you know what I'm saying, it was, it was a no-brainer for me. Kind of answered my next question. Everybody's got a Coach Dearman connection. I was going to ask you, uh, I guess, for yours. So yours kind of intertwined with your time in Kansas City and his time with Kansas. Yeah, yeah. So I was in the, in the local area just doing some – some personal training and things like that. Um, and they, you know, the, the coaching staff, they like, you know, saying the guys that I was, you know what I'm saying, working with and things like that. So they offered them an opportunity to go to school and play to school, play there. Um, only one of them ended up going there um, here in the last, in the 22 class. Um, but overall, like it was seven or eight guys that they end up liking and wanted to offer. And, and some of them, they were offered, majority were offered. Um, so I think that kind of, you know what I'm saying, tied everything together. What's some things you've kind of learned about Florence in UNA as you've brought your coaching career here? Say that one more time. What are some things you've learned about Florence in UNA as your career's brought you here to Florence? Um, I just learned that uh, somebody that I play with went to school here, so I'm, I'm excited to, um, to tap in with him, uh, Kenny Spencer, and, and get some more information about, you know, um, the shows area and um, just so I can be, you know, more familiar with a lot of stuff that's going on in the area and how to maneuver around. 
the world keeps getting smaller for you. Kenny Spencer and you were both teammates uh, with the Los Angeles Kiss in the yep. arena football days. What was it like playing with Kenny for you? I was great. You know, he always say, let it ride. So I was, I was always excited to, you know, do things with him um, and just kind of, you know what I'm saying, fun guy, um, always exciting and always a, 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 a just like, just like a, a joyful guy. Um, so just to kind of uh, know that he played here, I know it's going to be some, some great stories I'm sure he's going to have for me. Uh, so I'm looking forward to speaking with him after this conversation. A UNA connection that you didn't know you had. All right, let's jump into your career, outstanding collegiate career from Long Beach, California, I believe. You know, what was your early introduction to sports growing up? Um, got into sports um, at the age of seven. Um, started playing football, um, and then kind of after that, it was just it just took off. And I I just at the at the parks and recs, I, I played every sport that they had there. It was just my outlet to you know just doing something so end up playing basketball end up playing baseball end up playing soccer at one point indoor soccer rather um had no clue what it was about i was trying to pick the ball up and run they were like you can't do that you have to put it down and kick it and i was like well i don't think i'm cut for this one um but overall it was a great experience you know growing up and and, and being in that environment and, and playing with some of the great players that i got a chance to play with uh growing up um and you know kind of led me to where i'm at now when did you start kind of separating yourself from everybody, you know, in terms of colleges looking at you and settling in on football as your sport? Um, I was – it was a little bit different for me. I, I wasn't the, the top-tier guy uh, coming out of high school. Um, my senior year, we had 12 guys that go Division One. I. I think I probably was the bottom of the pack of, of those guys. Um, but, you know, just through hard work and dedication, I think – you know what I'm saying? I was able to prevail and, and do things that I was able to do um, that I accomplished at the next level. Um, and, and also, you know, kind of leading up to my senior year, I think those things, um, just the hard work that I put in over the summer, it kind of flourished and had a really great senior season. I think that led me to getting opportunities to get college uh, scholarships. Then what made you choose Oregon? Um, just, the, just the environment, the, uh, the fun environment, um, family-oriented. And things like that. I think that was really big for me, just because I I got you know five. I got four four brothers and sisters, so just that family environment. I think that was you know what I'm saying that what attracted me the most. Your four year run at Oregon, you had Joey Harrington as your quarterback, Kellen Clemens. You told me AJ Feely was in there as well. Played and won the Fiesta Bowl, bowl games all four years, I believe, while you were up there. You feel like you guys were kind of the group that kind of launched Oregon to that next level? Yeah, I definitely think that was. I think kind of right before that. Um, I think that kind of like kind of kicked everything off. They went to the Hawaii Bowl, had a third had a third pick overall, Keely Smith that came out the year, that year that I had signed there. And then kind of following that, I think we just kind of had a lot of momentum kind of rolling into the season. And I think just going through um, just the hard work and dedication and the competitive environment that we had, I think that kind of pushed us all over the edge because we had end up having a lot of guys that end up making it professionally. Um, even just like our receiver room that I had, I think we had like four or five guys that end up going professional. Um, after that, but just like overall, our just our entire team, I think we had a really, you know, what I'm saying good class of guys that were, you know, what I'm saying competing in every day in day out. What was it like playing with quarterbacks like Joey Harrington, those guys that went on to the play in the NFL? It was great uh, to be able to catch balls from from those type of guys, and uh, for them to you know put the faith in me, you know, after my first year, I think they they really trusted and and, and valued the speed that I brought to the table and the competitive nature that I had, um, being that I played at a at a high school that was um, at the time and probably still is um, one of the top schools that produces NFL prospects, um, you know, from Willie McGinnis and all those different guys, Stephon Page, and, you know, the list goes on and on. Um, but I think um, just 
being able to compete at a high level and then bringing that same energy and that same competitiveness um, to the field. And I think, you know, saying, they, they gained trust in me to go out there and make plays. And, you know, it was just I think it just kind of led to, you know, making plays over and over and again, I think, in practice and then it led to the game. So um, they just, you know what I'm saying, trusted me. Sun Bowl MVP, uh, Oregon record, 16 receptions, 200 yards against Minnesota. You still got the career receiving records that you hold. Do you take a lot of pride in that still today? Uh, definitely, definitely. I, I I take pride in it, but I don't I don't uh, I don't flaunt it or anything yeah. like that. Um, humble guy, just you know, I I go out here and just you know, saying it's not about me at this point. You know, it's what I can pour into these young men on the field to make them be able to. Um, take, you know what I'm saying, to, to do those things that I did or better. Um, I would love, you know what I'm saying, for them to, to kind of flourish and be that person who um, to take that next step in, in their in their journey, whatever that may be, um, professionally or wearing things like that. Um, I had a chance to work with a couple guys who are now uh, playing professionally. Jack Jones, who I coached at Long Beach Poly, um, playing with the New England Patriots, and then Elijah Hicks, who's uh, with the Chicago Bears. So I got a chance to work with those guys kind of coming up and then got a couple guys that's, you know, on our way in um, this year coming up, going to enter the draft. Um, so I'm excited to kind of see where those guys fall at. What are some of your favorite other Oregon memories from playing? Uh, favorite other Oregon memories? Uh, man, uh, just I think practice was more 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 memorable for me, just, you know, lining up against the best receiver, best DBs every single day at practice. And then seeing those guys go on and get drafted, and I was like, man, I beat those guys a couple times, so that means I have a chance. So knowing I had a chance, and you know, from from seeing what they did and being able to go out um, and play at a high level, you know, what I'm saying the following year, and them the you know, what I'm saying stand next to me and you know, what I'm saying to root me on, I think that was you know, what I'm saying the biggest thing for me. Just you know, what I'm saying it helped build my confidence even more than what it was. So you just weren't successful playing football up at Oregon. You're also an All-American on, on the track team as well. So probably some big memories from that side too. Yeah, two-time indoor track uh, All-American, one-time outdoor track All-American, and uh, won the very first regional uh, 100 meters that they ever had for the NCAA when the first time they ever came out with it. So that was that was really good. Um, was able to qualify for the Olympic trials. Oh, wow. Um, and that was the same year that I was going to the draft. So I didn't get a chance to, to pursue – um, that draft, I mean, not, not the draft, but pursue that Olympic qualifying moment um, because, you know, it was kind of on that cusp of, you know what I'm saying, do you really want to play football or do you really run around track? And for me, it was always, you know what I'm saying, play football. That's always been my, my, my go-to, what I've done my whole life. I didn't pick up track until uh, my freshman year in high school. Um, so football has been since I was seven, so uh, it was a no-brainer to me. So then, so then you choose football and you get drafted by the Chiefs in the fourth round of the NFL draft. A dream come true, I know. Do you remember getting the phone call? Yes, I remember getting two phone calls. So they called me in the third round, were possibly picking me, and then they were like, ah, we're going to go to somebody else. And I was like, dang it. And then they were like, we're going to try to get you tomorrow. We got like the fourth pick tomorrow. So I was like, okay. So I was kind of like, kind of sad. So you had to wait a day. I had to wait a day. Oh man, that was a that was a long time. I was kind of sad, um, but then they called me back, you know, and um, having you know, I had a head coach there, um, Dick Vermeil, came to see me work out in person, um, and 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 trusted and, and liked what he's seen there to come back. You know, I to think about me in the third, and they come back and give me in the fourth, um, with the fourth pick of the day. I was excited, uh, being able to go to a team that was a high powered offense at that time. Um, they had just played and had a 13 and three season, um, and lost to Indianapolis, the Colts, in a, a, a shootout, no punt, 
playoff game, and I was, you know, really excited to get a part of that offense because I knew it was high octane, and they were throwing the ball and running the ball and doing a lot of great things and playing with, you know, uh, you know, now what four to five Hall of Famers. Um, it was it was great to you know be around that 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 group of people who you know were pushing the envelope and did such a, did it at such a high level in the NFL that they're now in the Hall of Fame. Now we got to jump into all of this great Chiefs run, and let's start with Dick Vermeil, who, who you just mentioned. An unbelievable football mind, unbelievable impact on the game, Super Bowl winner, Hall of Famer. What was it like for you playing under Dick Vermeil? I was great playing under Dick Vermeil. He was a great, great man, um, very humble, very uh, caring. You know, yeah, there was a lot of times when people seen him on TV crying and things like that. That was like that was real. That wasn't fake um, on the stage or anything like that. Um, he really cared about his guys, and I, you know, I really appreciate that he took the opportunity to, you know, to, you know, what I'm saying, invest in me and and bring me in, and um, it, was, it was great because, you know, still to this day, I still talk to him. Um, it was what about four years after I had been down playing football, I ran into him at a NFLPA game, and we're just talking. He was then he he said, "Hey, do you remember this play?" And he tells me the play that I scored my first NFL touchdown, and I'm like. You you could remember anything else in you know what I'm saying in, in football. You've been around the game for so long. How do you remember that play that I scored my first touchdown on? But you know what I'm saying for him to remember that, um, it was great. You know what I'm saying. Then getting an invite, you know what I'm saying to go be at his enshrinement as well. I'm, I mean, it was like it's like at this point, it's like man, like why like I really got a spot in his heart and in his in his brain for him to remember all these different things about me. Did you remember the play that he was talking about? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> what, what, <laughs> he, can you share it with us? What was it? Uh, it was nine eight. It was nine eighty nine pump, and I scored against your favorite team, the Denver Broncos, <laughs> down the left sideline. Was it on Champ Bailey? It was not. It was on not on. It was not on Champ Bailey. It was on. I can't remember his name. Uh, no, it wasn't on Champ though. I love it. That's great stuff <laughs> right there. So you go from Dick Vermeil to Herm Edwards, right. another big time. NFL guy, big name. People see him on ESPN now. What was Herm's impact on you? Uh, Herm was definitely a players coach. Very took very well, very well care of his players. Um, didn't run us in the dirt, things like that. Um, got in and out of practice, um, and it was like you know right to the point. It wasn't no extra fluff or anything like that on the field. But then it was the same way, you know, what I'm saying in in the, in the classroom um, where we got a chance to learn. You know, we weren't there all day. Um, you know, it wasn't like beating a dead horse. It was, hey, we're going to get in, get to work, and get out. And, and I think that was really good for us. It kept us fresh, um, let us fly around. Um, and I think we did some good stuff as well under under Herm Edwards as well. Um, went to the playoffs the first year he was there. Um, so that was great. We got a chance to play once again the Indianapolis Colts. So you mentioned the Hall of Famers. You played with guys on offense like Tony Gonzalez, Larry Johnson, Priest Holmes, Dwayne Bow, Dante Hall. You can rattle off some more. But, I mean, how dynamic was it playing with so many great football names like that? It was it was amazing, man. Like the very first time when I got there and I, I was able to see all these guys, I was like in awe. I was like, man, these are, these are you know what I'm saying, guys that I've been watching on TV for the last five, six years now I'm able to be on the same field with him. I, you know, I was starstruck for a minute, but then after the first week, I was able to, you know, say regroup and, you know, saying be myself and just kind of get in there and play. Because at the end of the day, um, I got a chance to work with a lot of NFL guys uh, during my high school and college career. Because my high school, we, like I said, we we produced a lot of NFL guys, and at the time, we had guys coming back to train with our our high school head, I mean our high school track coach, doing speed work um, and things like that. So being able to 
work and do one-on-ones with uh, NFL's guys at a high school. When I'm in high school, it, it prepared me for the next level, you know, tremendously because they were able to correct me and tell me why they were breaking all my routes and what did they see. And so I was able to get that, you know what I'm saying, that, that work in at an early, early age, you know, and it kind of pushed me to push the envelope to get better. And, man, with that being said, I, I mean, I think it helped me, you know what I'm saying, get to where I was at. And then from there, has it been easy to, for you to take that from your playing days to apply it now to, to your coaching? Yeah, it's definitely. Um, just being able to, you know, say implement some of the drills and things like that that I that I did, um, and 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 seeing some other stuff that that I didn't do well, um, being able to, you know, say articulate it and get those guys, you know, saying to, to my guys um, to help them flourish in what they do. All right. So, what was your journey from playing great run in the NFL, great run in college, to getting into coaching? Uh, for me, it, it took me a while to, to get into coaching. Um, I, I didn't get in it right away. Um, I was still chasing the dream, but still trying to play. Um, but then once I, you know, figured it out that I'm not wasn't playing anymore, um, I was just, you know, kind of just hanging out and just always, you know, being around other people and things like that. And people always ask me, "Hey, can you train my kid? Can you train my kid?" And I was like, oh, "Nah, I'm good." And then all of a sudden, I started to train them, and they started to, you know, saying showcase the stuff that I was training them and putting in, you know, what I'm saying putting into them. They started to, you know, what I'm saying flourish and, you know, what I'm saying make those plays that we would train and things like that. So I've been able to see what they were doing and then seeing the colleges come in and come after them and things like that. Um, this year we had a, I had a, a kid that I had worked with since he was in eighth grade. Now he's a he was a freshman All-American this year at Cal, um, just transferred to UCLA, um, J. Michael Sturdivant. You know, so seeing him do what he did. Um, then I had another kid that I trained when he was in seventh grade who's pretty much a national recruit now. He's in 2024 kid, so he still has another year of high school to go. But he just picked up offer by Alabama two days ago. So being able to see guys like that that I work with, I'm I'm excited to see, you know what I'm saying, the things that they've, you know what I'm saying, that they're still elevating their game and, and still growing. I'm just sitting here thinking about your recruiting pitch to people when you can rattle off the coaches you've played for, <laughs> the other players, your success. I mean, it's pretty remarkable what all you've been able to do. Yeah, I'm just, now I'm just, you know what I'm saying, I'm, about to, I'm ready to, to, to implement those things here at UNA and, and take us to the next level and turn things around. I'm, I'm excited with, with Coach Deerman and the offense that he, that he, that he has and, um, and, and the great staff that we have. I mean, I mean, each and every day I'm excited to come in here and work with these guys um, and then be able to just, you know, say everybody's smiling. There's no, there's no, no egos or anything like that. Everybody, you know, all at the same level. And, I mean, it's been, it's been joy so far. We've had some talented wide receivers, you know, the last couple of years. Some of them have graduated, moved on. But what are some things you're, you're kind of learning about this team right now? I know it's still early on, but right. any instant reactions? Uh, no, nah, just right now, just just trying to find that grit, right? Um, I think that's kind of the biggest thing for us, just trying to find the guys that really want to be here and that want to put in the work. Because at the end of the day, like, it came up short just a little bit, a lot of games last year, really, really close. Um, and, and that's the difference. You know, some guys are turning off a little bit early, you know what I'm saying, and things like that. So now just trying to push them over the edge to, to make sure that they know that, you know what I'm saying, it's, it's in them. So, you know what I'm saying, we've got to get them to believe now at this point. I believe that's, that's the biggest thing. Once we built that confidence in them to, you know what I'm saying, to do the right thing and being on time and, you know, running the right route and, you know what I'm saying, getting your depth and those just, just the small details. So once we do all detail our stuff up, um, I think it's going to be, a, you know what I'm saying, it's going to be a hit. And I'm excited and can't wait to spring ball really get here um, so we can really, you know what I'm saying, showcase that thing, the showcase what we can do and then have guys come out uh, to practice and, and especially for the spring game, uh, just be able to, you know what I'm saying, see those guys, you know what I'm saying, really get out there and showcase. Let's jump off the field. What do you like to do when you're not coaching football? 
Oh man, I'm not coaching football. I guess I I would I would no. I would say um, just being around my daughter. I have a daughter. Uh, she's 15 right now. So being able to see her play um, right now, she's playing basketball. Um, she picked it up the last two years. Been playing really well. And then she started flag football this year. Oh wow! So her jumping over people and watching people and sending me videos of it is, is very exciting. So being able to, you know, sit there and watch her and, and just be a father, you know what I mean? Rather than be a coach, you know, I, there's times I want to coach her and tell her what to do, but I'm like, you know what, just be a dad. And if she asks for my you know, say feedback, then I'll give it to her. But for the most part, I just get to sit there and be a dad and smile. All right, we like to peel the curtain back and talk about our favorite memories, and we have people on. We talk about our favorite UNA memories, but let's start with Oregon. What's maybe your favorite game moment that you played in when you were up there at the University of Oregon? I had to go to I had to go to Fiesta Bowl. I think that was one of the biggest games um, of my career. To kind of you know say put me on the map to and our team on the map at the time. Um, we were. We ended up going 11-1, and one, I believe it was, and we played Colorado in the Fiesta Bowl. Colorado had just beat Nebraska in the in their conference championship. Nebraska somehow goes to the national championship and get the brakes beat off by Miami. We beat the brakes off Colorado, and I scored a 79-yard touchdown. I had like seven catches for like 150 in a touchdown or something like that. And so we were like, you know, at that point we felt like we deserved to be in the national championship. And, how would that game have turned out with us versus Miami in the national championship? So, I mean, I think that I would say that was probably my biggest moment that I enjoyed um, because, you know, we had, like a, at that time, we were hitting on all cylinders. We had two really good running backs who ended up both going to the NFL. We had two tight ends who ended up going to the NFL. Then we had four receivers on the team at that time who wow. went to the NFL and then two corners who ended up going to the NFL on that team as well. So, I mean, we were really loaded, but, I mean, we weren't, like, star-studded, but we all got a chance to go play professionally and, you know, actually, you know, play for a good parent child. If only they'd had the playoff back then, right? That right. That probably would have been you guys. Yeah, yeah. Now, was Joey Harrington the quarterback on that team? Yep. And he was a Heisman finalist, right? Yep. I mean, what was it like for you as a teammate knowing that, hey, I was part of this offensive production that got this guy to New York to this ceremony? Man, it was it was great, especially just kind of seeing the, the build-up from it, right? Because at that point, our – we were we weren't you know what I'm saying known nationwide. So at that time we started doing campaigns, right? So Joey had a, a Heisman campaign that started off in New York on the side of I remember a building that. Yeah. in New York, and it was like you know that's how we started the season off. And then throughout the cities, you know our local cities, uh, we had a, a triple threat poster that was in in the L.A. area um, because me and two of the other receivers were both from L all three from L.A. the L.A. area. So we had a triple that billboard like on the side of the building next to the Staples Center. And then we had a guy that was our, one of our corners. He said it is like full coverage or something like that. And he's hands over the stadium and he's got a billboard in Arizona where he's from. And then having all that stuff in in uh, in Oregon as well. I think that kind of like catapulted everything that we were trying to do um, and, and bridge that gap in recruiting. And But then it showed us, you know, and started giving people in New York like who was Oregon. You know, Oregon, as they would say. Yeah. You know, everybody calls it Oregon. And then, you know, for him to, you know, so him and, and us to play really well and put us on a, you know, saying a good pedestal and to showcase, you know, what I'm saying his ability for, to be in the, in the Heisman race, I think that was great. And for you, you, you kind of said your high school year, you were 11th, 12th guy or something, you know, right. in terms of guys going to Division One. It had to be pretty cool for you to be on a billboard back home. Yeah, yeah it was definitely, it was definitely, you know, really big for me, for my family. You know, people that I grew up with, they were like literally drive down the street, take pictures of it. My grandma had, she was 
stayed in the house for the majority of her time. Like, you know, at that point, getting older, she even got out the house to go see it. So it was great just to, you know what I'm saying, to have that and, you know, have that support from my family and friends and things like that. And them to call me, you know, hey, we just went to the Laker game and we walk outside, we see you. And, you know, so that was great just to, you know, get those phone calls. That's incredible. All right, so from uh, college to the NFL, we've talked about getting getting the call, your first touchdown. What was your welcome to the NFL moment? My welcome to the NFL. I, um, I don't know. I would I would just say more of a, a shock or a star-studded moment at that time. The very first time I played, we played in uh, we played in the Meadowlands. We played the Giants um, our rookie year and our first preseason game. And I walk out and I see Michael Strahan and I'm looking up like, like this guy is huge, you know. At that point, you know, I'm I'm a smaller smaller receiver, so looking up and seeing him, I, was, I think that was probably one of the one of the things that kind of shocked me on how big he was. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, still football is football. I still got to make the play, so got a chance to run around in the Meadowlands and, and things like that. I was it was great. What was your bucket list NFL item that you got to do? Playing uh, playing in a venue. Going up against a player? Mine was going up against a player, but I didn't get to play against him. Um, it was Deion Sanders. That was my that was my childhood childhood idol. Um, so he was, at the time, my rookie year, he was playing in Baltimore. Yeah. So um, he ended up having turf toe. So he was – I think he was inactive for the game. And that was like – I think I believe that was my first game ever dressing. So they're like, Sammy, go in. You're in, you're in. Then they stopped me. It was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, nah, let him stay in there for this play. And I'm like – Ah, I want to go in. It was Monday Night Football, you know, and it was crazy just, you know, just to kind of see that, like, playing in Baltimore, right, and seeing the whole Ray Lewis intro and with the flames and the the little dance he does, like, and, like, my mouth was on the floor kind of watching that, and then we turned around and beat the brakes off of him. It was really good. Had to feel pretty good. Yeah, it felt really good. And then just, you know, he was mic'd up that day and, he was talking to himself, like, come on, Ray, you got to make this play. Da-da-da. Oh, man, you can't let him do that to you. And then he just heard the mic just <laughs> as he's getting, you know what I'm saying, pummeled on the ground. But it, it was it was great. Our our, our offensive line with instead of Hall of Famers and guys that we had on our team, it was really good. And, you know, we had, you know, those great running backs, you know, Priest and Larry Johnson who ran the ball really well, Tony Gonzalez. I mean, the list is going on and on, of, you know, about the great, you know what I'm saying, memories that I had with that team and, you know, those players. So you got to watch those guys work every day. You worked with them. What are things that you can tell your current players? Like, hey, man, this is what Tony Gonzalez did every day. This is the work ethic that such and such had. What are some things you can carry over? Yeah, that's definitely, you know, what I what I implement to my guys. Um, just being able to, you know, finish and things like that. That And that's one of our of our sayings. Hey, we got to finish, right? So catching the ball, catching up and turning it up, get upfield. Receivers getting in position to make the block downfield. Receivers making blocks, you know what I'm saying, to spring a long run, things like that. Um, so, you know, just taking those things that I've learned when I was in Kansas City and just being around the NFL and then being around some of these college coaches. Um, and then we had, a at the time, Al Saunders, who was uh, coached in the NFL probably for 25 years probably, um, you know, be able to see, you know, an older young, an older man like himself chase us down the field, to, you know what I'm saying, get us to get going. Um, that, I think that was really, you know what I'm saying, I think that hit home for me like, man, this is this is another level, you know what I'm saying. So be able to get those guys to play at that same high level, I think it's going to be uh, great. Who are some of the other coaches as we wrap up throughout your great career that have impacted you? Uh, Charlie Joyner, um, I believe he's a Hall of Fame receiver as well. Um, that was my receiver with the Chiefs. 
uh, played for the played for the uh, San Diego Chargers with Dan Fouts and those guys. Uh, he, him, Kellen Winslow, they all played together. But Charlie Joyner, I believe, is a Hall of Fame receiver. Um, just, you know, I mean, like all four years with a Hall of Fame receiver, like that's like what more can you ask for to learn from a Hall of Fame receiver? And you're playing a receiver position. That's right. I think that was, you know, what I'm saying that was that was a no-brainer to me. I'm getting the same vibes <laughs> with you. I'm saying, why would you not want to come play receiver <laughs> under this guy right here? Yeah, man, I'm excited, man, to, to be able to, you know what I'm saying, touch these guys. And like I said, we're going to we're gonna elevate their game, man, and make a lot of big plays. So make sure if you're listening to come see us play because it's going to be a it's going to be a show. It's going to be a show. Let's wrap up with this. What can we expect out of your receivers come come fall? You, you just got it. It's going to be a show. It's going to be um, – but, you know, for, for the most part, they're going to be – they're going to be fundamentally sound. They're going to know what's going on. We're going to play at a high level. We're going to make a lot of explosive plays. Um, and, you know, we're going to end up in the end zone. That's, that's our that's our goal, to make touchdowns and help our team win games. Um, whether it's, you know what I'm saying, for us, um, catching big plays and making big passes and things like that or making a block, you know what I'm saying, a spring in the run for us because uh, we have a bunch of dynamic players on our offense who we can get um, to make plays for us. And I think, I mean, it's to me, it's going to be exciting. We got to, we got to bring it, we got to bring it back. Uh, we're trying to restore the roar um, to what it was in the nineties and, you know, so the three national championships, all that good stuff. We're trying to bring it back and, you know, have the, have the stadium packed out and um, hopefully, you know what I'm saying, everybody in the Muscle Shoals area and the surrounding areas are, you know, they're going to come because we're going to have a lot of, great memories going on i can't wait i've enjoyed hearing all these stories from you as well it's been a lot of fun coach parker thanks so much for joining us thanks for having me